Welcome to the Migraine Miracle Moment. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Turknett. I'm a neurologist, migraine specialist, migraine sufferer, and author of the book, The Migraine Miracle. In this podcast, you'll learn all about how to find your path to migraine freedom without pills. Let's get started. Hey everyone out there in Migraine Miracle land. Welcome to the Migraine Miracle Moment. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you the three myths about rebound headaches. So in the last two episodes, we covered the three pillars of migraine freedom. And as a reminder, those three pillars are eliminating mismatched foods and behaviors by eating and living in a way that's appropriate for a human, establishing metabolic flexibility, which is achieved largely through the elimination of processed foods and refined carbohydrates, and the third pillar, eliminating rebound headaches. And if you missed either of those two episodes, you can find them in their entirety, along with a full written transcript, at mymigrainemiracle.com forward slash moment, and that's also linked in the show notes. And Today, we'll be exploring the topic of rebound headaches further, and specifically, I'm going to cover three myths that commonly surround this subject, um, including the one myth that I think by far serves as the biggest hidden barrier to continued progression along the timeline of migraine freedom for most people. And the reason I spend so much time talking about this subject, and the reason I'm covering it today, is because number one, it's such an enormous problem, and number two, it's so often overlooked and neglected. And so many times it serves as a hidden barrier to progress. As I've said before, even folks who are aware on some level of the concept of rebound headaches typically don't appreciate the full spectrum of the impact of the abortive medications. And that was definitely true for me until fairly recently. And I know the amazing things that can happen uh, when you adopt the Migraine Miracle Plan, and so one of the primary goals of this show is to try to eliminate any barriers that would prevent you from experiencing all those amazing things. And speaking of experiencing amazing things with the Migraine Miracle Plan, uh, let's first celebrate our Beast Slayer of the Week. In each episode of the Miracle Moment, we highlight somebody in our community who's recently dealt a mighty blow to the beast. And this week, it is April S. Um, and this, comes, this quote comes from our Facebook group. Um, and April says, I brought Migraine Miracle to my last appointment, and my records showing I went 45 days without a migraine, had weaned myself off of propranolol, and down to one headache a week. She was so impressed, she took a picture of the book to get her daughter. I was grain-free and super low sugar before finding Migraine Miracle, but needed the additional strategies and supplements to, quote, get over the hump. So besides the fact that April here is doing really well, she's gone 45 days migraine-free, she's weaned off one preventative, and so on, she's also sharing these results with her doctor. And her doctor here is not only receptive to what she's doing, but she wanted to share it with her own daughter as well. And I know some people can be apprehensive about discussing these sorts of things with their doctor. But trust me, the vast majority of my colleagues will be more than happy to hear of anything you're doing for your migraines that's making a positive difference. 
Uh, most docs are well aware that the conventional, conventional treatments that we have available are inadequate for a large number of people, which is a frustrating place to be in when your job is to make people feel better. So when you're doing something that gets results unlike anything they've seen before, in a condition like migraine that's notoriously difficult to treat, then they'll usually be more than happy to learn about it. And sharing your results with your doctor is also a great way to spread the message to others. You can um, look, for example, at, at what's happened with the uh, gluten-free movement. Um, about 10 years ago, you know, hardly any of my colleagues uh, could tell you even what gluten was, uh, or much less anything about gluten sensitivity or celiac disease. Yet now, uh, many of them will routinely advise a trial of a gluten-free diet for patients with a variety of intractable uh, symptoms. And that change has, has almost been entirely brought about by patients sharing their results with their doctors, in this case, sharing the improvements they've had with a gluten-free diet. And that's unlike the way things used to be. Uh, where everything you know in medicine was top down. In other words, you know the doctors learned something new from a journal or a new study or new guidelines put out by some medical governing body, and then they would bring that to the patients. Nowadays, patients are educating their doctors more than ever before, and it's the most effective way I think to bring about the changes that we all wish to see in healthcare. So um, kudos for April, our Beast Slayer of the Week, for sharing the Migraine Miracle Plan and sharing her results with her doctor. That simple action will likely help dozens or more people. And for more inspiring stories of people who are now uh, winning their battle against the migraine beast after years of struggle, uh, head over to beastslayers.com. You can also find that link in the show notes. All right, so now it's time for our uh, main topic of discussion, which is the three myths of rebound headaches. So as I mentioned earlier, uh, rebound headaches and the negative impact of migraine medications in general is both an under-recognized and widely misunderstood issue. So in this episode, I'm going to try to help clarify those misunderstandings a little further. So the first myth of rebound headaches is that it's only limited to one or two types of medications. I touched on this a little bit in the last episode on rebound but it's worth repeating because it's a question that comes up quite a bit and a mistake that I often see. So most people are uh, familiar with rebound are probably aware that they can be caused by the triptan medications. So the triptans are, for those of you who don't know, a class of eight different medications um, whose generic name all end in the word triptan. The original one was sumatriptan, which goes also by Imitrex as the brand name. And they're specifically targeted towards migraine. And not surprisingly then, many cases of rebound are a result of triptans, since they're one of the most commonly prescribed drugs for migraines. And then probably the, two, uh, the other two most common drugs that cause rebound are the combination analgesics, so things like Fioracet and Fioranol here in the States, um, which combine caffeine with either uh, acetaminophen or aspirin, and then butalbital, which is a sedative, sedative, and those are all combined together. And then the other type uh, class of medication would be the opiates or narcotic medications, which are the morphine derivatives like hydrocodone and oxycodone. Now, the American Academy of Neurology 
strongly advises against using of those, in either of those two drugs uh, for migraine patients, the, the combination uh, pills or the um, opiates, and for good reason. They both uh, have the evil combination of, number one, not being especially effective against migraine, and then number two, greatly increasing the vulnerability to future migraines. And so why is that such an evil combination? Because people who take these are more likely going to need to take more for any given migraine since they don't work all that well. And then it takes only a very little amount of them for people to end up in very bad shape with rebound. So most people are aware that triptans can cause rebound. And some are aware that these combination pills and the narcotics can do it as well. And those three are all uh, prescription-only drugs. But the other important point is that any of the over-the-counter medications that are taken for migraine will also contribute. So here's a, a list of the drugs that we commonly encounter as causing rebound headaches. So this includes also aspirin, non-steroidal medications like ibuprofen and acetaminophen or Tylenol. Uh, as well as other over-the-counter combination pills um, that are available. Probably the most common ones that we see are Excedrin and Goody Powder. And I see tons of people who are in really bad shape uh, because of uh, one of those. And one of the reasons I bring this up is that very often uh, during an encounter, I'll, I'll ask a patient you know, about the medications they're taking and they may say that they're hardly taking anything or they're taking nothing at all. But in a surprising number of instances, when I dig a little bit deeper, I find that they're not only taking an over-the-counter medication like Excedrin or Ibuprofen or Goody Powder and so on, but many times they're taking it nearly daily or daily. And this after you know having just said that they're not taking anything. So I think this just reflects the, a common bias towards thinking that the kind of over-the-counter medications are somewhat benign or should be treated you know, differently than prescription medications, and so they don't really count the same. But for our purposes here, they absolutely do. So don't make the mistake of thinking they're somehow less significant than the prescription medications. So that's the first myth. The second myth is that only drugs or medications can help a migraine. So it's no secret that we live in a pill-happy culture. Uh, we've been sold on the idea that modern medicines or pills will hold the solutions to our health problems. But as we've learned, in the vast majority of cases, they're a crude and imprecise tool with all sorts of unintended consequences that we can't even predict. And one of those unintended consequences when it comes to the migraine abortive medications is that each dose renders us more vulnerable to future headaches, and, and in that effect adds up the more we take them. So it may help in the short term, but renders us more vulnerable in the long term. And this kind of pill-first mentality is so pervasive that many of us don't even see it. We can't conceive that there could be other options besides uh, medications. And if, of course, if you believe that medicines are the only option, then naturally that's what you'll reach for each and every time the beast visits, um, which is one of the reasons we now find ourselves in an epidemic of chronic migraine. But, of course, if you want to get out of rebound and if you want to minimize the need for medications in general, then having strategies for helping and relieving a migraine that doesn't involve a drug is extremely beneficial. As some of you know, 
Um, last year, I spent several months conducting my own uh, personal experiments with drug-free remedies for migraines and uh, ultimately created a guide of what I consider to be the best of the best strategies. And you can find that guide along with uh, a downloadable migraine survival kit PDF uh, by going to mymigrainemiracle.com forward slash drug free, which is also linked in the show notes. And this topic also highlights what I think is a fundamental principle when it comes to anything we do for our health. So with the drug free strategies, we're doing things that activate, support, or enhance our body's own ability to heal and recover. And in general, any health intervention that works in that way is going to be both more likely to be more effective and less likely to be harmful. With the drugs, on the other hand, we're typically disrupting these sensitive, finely tuned biological systems that are designed to keep us functioning op optimally. And these are incredibly complex systems we still aren't close to fully understanding. So in computer science terms, when we're taking medications, we're monkeying around with our source code without a true understanding of the full range of consequences of doing so. So we should have an extremely high bar for anything we do or take that disrupts our physiology in this way. And kind of the primary scenario where drugs do make sense uh, would be in diseases that have de damaged one of our homeostatic systems uh, in the body in a way that's beyond repair. And so the only way to bring it back to some degree to normalcy is with medications. So for example, you know, if you have a tumor in your pituitary gland that had to be removed, um, then if the gland is no longer there to secrete vital hormones, then there's no other uh, choice but to replace those hormones with a drug. Um, but beyond those types of instances, we should have an extremely high standard for monkey ar monkeying around with our physiology in this way. So that's the second myth. Um, and hopefully you'll pick up the uh, drug-free guide if you haven't already. Then the um, third myth is that meds, medications are only a problem if you're in rebound. And I think this is the biggest uh, myth of all and the one that's the, the hidden obstacle for, for the most number of people. So a while back, I published an article uh, called The Seven uh, Warning Signs You're Having Rebound Headaches. And I've linked that article in the show notes as well. And in that article, I reviewed some of the classic features of rebound. And there, I'm mainly referring to the situa situation where someone is having frequent, oftentimes daily headaches that won't go away, and that tend to have some very specific characteristics that distinguish them as being primarily the result of the medications. But what's described there is really the final stage of a process that's been going on for quite some time. And I think the central reason why we failed to appreciate the full scope of the negative impact of the abortive medications is because we've been considering rebound headaches, like I've described, as the primary downside of taking them. And all of the recommendations about medications revolve around preventing someone from getting into that final situation. However, rebound headaches, at least as they're typically thought about, are, like I said, kind of the end result of a problem that's been escalating long before that situation has been reached. And so viewing it in this way ignores everything that happened that led up to that point. So in other words, we've been kind of thinking about it as a binary problem. Either you have rebound and you need to back off the medications, or you don't and you're fine. 
And in retrospect, this is kind of a silly way to think about it, because we know that biological systems, especially the nervous system and the brain, doesn't work this way. So the nervous system is always trying to maintain equilibrium. So anytime you disrupt it, it will try to restore that equilibrium back into balance. And this principle uh, was illustrated in the last uh, miracle moment in between episode uh, that I put out on why medications are now my last resort with the story about the firefighters. So in that case, the brain is down-regulating its own pain regulation system in response to a consistent external source of pain relief, in this case, the medications. And if that process continues, you end up in this worst-case scenario where the medication has stopped working and your own systems for pain relief aren't operating. And so the equilibrium has been tipped heavily in favor of pain on the pain-pleasure scale. So the mistake here, <clears throat> the one that, in my opinion, has fueled an epidemic of chronic migraine, is in overlooking everything that's happening prior to that worst-case scenario. And so in seeing this as an all-or-nothing problem rather than a cumulative one, here's what the all-or-nothing view of medications would look like graphically. So on the x-axis here, we see we have the frequency of medication being taken. And so, so as you move along and sort of increasing uh, the amount taken, initially there's no effect, you know, uh, on, the, um, on your vulnerability to future migraine into rebound territory. Um, and so this is kind of the all-or-nothing or binary view about it, um, which is very misleading which gives you this impression that you know everything anything before this point where where uh where things spike up with respect to our vulnerability everything before that is okay and we're just trying to to prevent us, ourselves from getting into that final situation um but the more accurate way of looking at it um is like this so here we see that every, you know, as, as our frequency of medication use increases, so does our vulnerability to migraine. Until, ultimately, if, that, if this increases over time and continues, we cross over the threshold where we're stuck in this final stage of continuous pain because that equilibrium in the pain, brain's pain-pleasure system has been tipped so far in the direction of pain. And so, from this more accurate depiction of it, it's clear that this was the final stage of a process that had begun long before we hit rebound. Um, so our vulnerability to migraine and the pain-pleasure scale was steadily moving in favor of the pain side until it finally reached this point where we hit that worst-case scenario. So kind of reconceptualizing um, the effects of medications in this way was a big aha moment for me and has been a big breakthrough and helping and being able to help more and more people reap the full benefits from the plan. And um, it was a big reason why I spent a large part of last year trying to uh, work on finding uh, drug-free strategies because I realized they'd be so important for people who are trying to get to that place. And so you can see why with this more accurate view of the effects of medications that the risk-to-benefit uh, calculation of taking them abortives becomes very different. Um, so hopefully that gives you uh, a more accurate picture of things when it comes to the medications. And the whole purpose of that is to kind of help you make a more informed decision about how to use them. So that's the third myth. And with that, we're going to move on to our uh, primal provisions pick of the week. 
So for those of you who don't know, uh, Primal Provisions is our weekly meal planning service where every Saturday we send out a uh, migraine miracle meal plan along with recipes for all the meals, grocery lists, and prep day instructions for people who want to prepare their meals for the week in advance. And so it's a really easy way of getting started uh, with the Migraine Miracle Plan, especially the food part, as it kind of takes all of the planning and decision-making off the table and saves you time and anxiety and uh, helps ensure that you have uh, great meals to eat throughout the week. So this week's winner is our taco burger with lime guacamole. So I had the uh, pleasure of eating this a couple of weeks ago, and it's fantastic. Uh, the lime guacamole topping in particular was the star of the show. Um, in fact, the way I ate it, it's probably more, more accurate to say that the burger was the topping for my lime guacamole. Um, I love guacamole to begin with, but uh, adding the lime to it just made it ridiculous. Um, so you can find that recipe at uh, mymigrainemiracle.com uh, forward slash taco burger. And that's also linked in the show notes. And then to learn more about Primal Provisions, you can go to uh, mymigrainemiracle.com forward slash Primal Provisions. And I should also add that uh, the Primal Provisions subscription, along with um, access to our entire archive of past issues and meal plans, which is something we recently created, um, is one of the many benefits that now come with uh, membership to Migrant Everland, which is our premier resource for um, migraineurs. So... Membership there also includes access to our newly created Beast Slayer Training Academy, and we have our first group going through that right now, which is a lot of fun. And then uh, unlimited access to all of our 30-day challenges, uh, as well as our weekly uh, group coaching sessions and more. And the goal of Migraine Everland is, is to help make finding your path to migraine freedom as foolproof as possible. And um, you can learn more about becoming a member at mymigrainemiracle.com forward slash end of migraine. So that's it for today's episode. Um, once again, you can find uh, all prior episodes of The Miracle Moment at mymigrainemiracle.com forward slash moment. And I'll be back again uh, next Wednesday, September 20th at 2.30 for another full-length episode. And you might see me before then with a shorter uh, in-between episode. So um, go enjoy the rest of your day and slay the beast. <laughs>